I'm Rich Money. Welcome. We uh, have Devor Lansky with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I am so honored and really excited about tonight's topic. Oh, well, good. Well, first of so all, I just we. want to say that I love the title. I love your website, Share Your Brilliance. That is so beautiful. How did you think of that? Well, I, my, I've been focusing with authors since about 2007, and I had a website called Reach More Readers. And it just felt like that was a lot of, that's the goal, but it felt like that was the work. And it wasn't like the true essence of what people really wanted to be doing when I thought, why do, one, why do authors want to reach more readers? They want to reach more readers because they want to share the message on their heart. So I came yeah. up with Share Your Brilliance, and it just fits everything I do, the digital art and the, and the merch and the, and the written books, the paperback books, the Kindle books, the online speaking and teaching people how to create classes. It's all about sharing what's on their heart, what a lot of people take as, oh, it's no big deal. People, because they've spent decades studying and applying it, but other people would be so eager to know what they have yeah. to teach. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. People don't don't know what they have to share. They don't even know their their brilliance. So I love that title. Thank you. It's uh, brilliance is such a good word because most people just say like, well, I'll share what I know, I guess. But it's not like brilliance. <laughs> so. Actually, you know how that came to be when I first wrote my first book? Somehow we're taught somewhere along the lines, you can't promote yourself because that's not being humble. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people either go overboard and it's like obnoxious or they don't say anything. And nobody knows what they do. Yes. Like, so I was embarrassed, not embarrassed, but timid to share about my book. And then I had readers coming and writing to me and in tears, they told me they were in tears about a mark, a marketing book. I said, what do you, how could you be in tears about a marketing book? So you don't understand. I don't know how to share my message with other people. And you, I'm getting chills. And you just showed me exactly what to do. Could you teach me? And that was 2007. I created my first class based on that book. And my whole world shifted because I'll, I've been doing that full time ever since. Amazing. Well, let's take a <laughs> quick break and say hi to everybody in the chat. Thank you, Teresa. And... Um, Thank you all for, for tuning in. This is a crazy world we're in right now. So thank you for taking yeah. the time to join the show and spend a moment of your time with us. Um, feel free to let us know how you're doing. Post in the chat um, what's going on. I know like right before the show, my county declared a state of emergency. So not even just the state or anything. It's my county that I'm living in. So I didn't even know counties could do that. So um, it's definitely crazy times. So where, what, what part of the world are you coming from? Devor? I'm in Connecticut. And today we found out at 8 p.m. tonight. So four minutes ago, we went into, I don't know if they're calling it a state of emergency, but they call closed all schools, all mm -hmm. levels of school for the at least for the month of March. And they closed all restaurants, all non-essential, except for like gas stations and, and markets. The restaurants are open. If they want to be open for takeout only, they're doing curbside takeout. So wow. Like so bizarre. But you know what? If we could, with, with our ability to communicate, if we can nip things in the bud yes. 
what an incredible moment in history to save so many lives by being able to mobilize. And it kind of leads to what we're talking about of sharing our brilliance and, and, and living our true lives and being able to do what we're gonna do because I'm gonna be giving a talk tomorrow to my group and they wanna know like, what do we do during these times? And I'm gonna have them really look at what do you know that other that would help other people? So and, true. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love your energy and your vibrance. It's uh I, I it's contagious. And and just going through like like things that come naturally to you. And I don't know if it's because you've been doing this for so long, but it just comes across when I was watching your um part of part of the course I was just like man like it's just so quick like the stuff that you say and and what to do for for each section anyway we'll get into it but I I'm uh I'm very impressed by you already oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so honored. Such... I, I, I read what you wrote today in the Facebook group and I was because I admire you ladies so much I've been studying Aww. with you since the what was it the Etsy challenge what was it six eight months a year whatever yeah. it was and just how you run your run your community and how community oriented oriented you are because that's they said that people will come for the training but they'll stay for the community and I have people who have been oh. studying with me for twelve years and they don't care what I teach as long as they can take it with me because they know I'm going to give them the best and if they're interested in the topic and you do that too the way that you lift up people and you just it's a very different way of being, but it's the way that we all choose to live, which it really makes life much more enjoyable, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for thank you for that. Um, so, thank you, everyone, again for being here. I see more people joining. Janelle, we got Christine. Oh, and Christine, Christina, you got to tell us about your shirt. Yes. So a couple weeks ago, we had um, Christine. She's uh, an artist from our group. And uh, she taught us all some amazing things about uh, composition and just different things. But I'm actually wearing one of her shirts tonight. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I love her artwork. I ordered three of her shirts after the show um, because I always see her share her art and I didn't realize I could buy it anywhere. When I found it, I could buy it. I was like, oh, I want this and I want that. So so I'll be wearing her shirts on the next few shows to kind of show those off. So, yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, and thank, thank you, Christina. Thank you, Rich. Um, Rich Ecom Chicago in the house so thank you guys all well let's start um from the beginning uh what how did you how did you get into being an author and and teaching and all of this stuff tell us bring us way back okay, how did it all so, start so i'm going to start way back but don't worry it's not going to be like a five-hour story be <laughs> it starts when i was 10 years old but don't worry about that <laughs> I used to write fantasy stories and I thought, and I always knew I wanted to be an author. And so then, you know, life happened, went on, was in college, was in a graduate school for teaching elementary school. And I just said, I want to write workbooks. I am so passionate about writing workbooks. So then I graduated to college and I started teaching elementary school and I, you know, curriculum and all of that. And then when my son was born, I just couldn't, 
I just couldn't leave him. So I decided to stay home and I started working and uh, doing home-based businesses. And I was at a conference for internet marketing about a little over 12 years ago. And someone who was my direct competitor at the time for the business I was in asked me how I was so successful in the business that I was in. And I just, we had met for coffee. I met with him and his wife and we met for coffee and I let them pick my brains and I asked them questions and I would just, you know, it was, we were sharing. They were so impressed that I did that. The next day they gave me a signed copy of their book and they asked me, what's your dream in life? And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I just got chills again. You helped me remember. I forgot when I was 10 years old and when I was in college, I always wanted to be an author. I don't know how to do that. And they looked at each other and winked. I'm like, but when I got home, I had a, an email from their publisher. Wow. wow. And that was my first book. And that's when the students asked me, how did you write? How did They didn't ask how I wrote the book. They said, how did you market the book? How did you get it to bestseller? Show us what you did. So that turned into my second book and my first course. And now here I am four years later with 20, probably 22 print books and 45 online courses, one at a time, just one at a time based on what the audience needs and based on the content and building, okay, what do people need to know next? But taking it one step at a time so it's not overwhelming. One step at a time. I love that. Uh, it's so true because it feels like so much when you look at people, you're like, how did they do that? How did they get there? But when you really think about it, break it down week by week, you know, do a little bit each week. It, it adds up. Wow. So, so your first book was was published by a publisher. Yeah, my first two books were published by publishers. OK, so but sorry, Christine, I think you were about to say something. No, you weren't. Sorry. Oh, okay. no, I, I was about to say, say something that feeds right back into what we were talking about earlier. What we look at as being no big deal, what you just watched me walk through could be really overwhelming to people. Well, I could turn that all, which I have, into classes. So when people say to you, as any of you listening, how did you get to where you got? You know, what was your dream? What, what, what was your process? What steps did you go through? What knowledge did you learn? What experience that you have? Do you have your listeners are going to be like, oh, my God, I could never do that. But they can and you can help them by showing them first you do this, then you do this and then you do this and you mm -hmm. walk them through that process. Amazing. So you so you said they were your direct competitors, the people that gave you the um, publisher. How how did they know that? Did you mean like were you already writing books at that time, or we what? were in network marketing company together, but we oh, weren't in the same line. Oh, okay, okay. So you were doing network marketing. Got it. Okay, and so then then you decided to write the book. So what was your first book about? My first book was about relationship building online. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Connect, communicate, and profit. <laughs> Connect, wow. communicate, and profit. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So so 12 years ago, what was that? That was uh, 2008? Is that 12 years ago? Oh I don't have the date right in front of me of the publication, but that sounds about right. 
Wow, that's uh, so 2008. So Facebook was still new. That was just when it was starting was to become just starting to learn. And I'm a kind of person and I really believe this. And I'm going to encourage everyone to be brave. You know your topic. As long as you can. I was taught this as a teacher. As long as you can stay one or two steps ahead of your students and you're OK with being transparent. If you don't want to be transparent, say three or four steps ahead of them. But my students all know the first time I run a class, sometimes I run most of my classes, because I want to learn the topic. And so it's like, if I'm going to learn it, I want to teach it from the point of view of a new person. So I'm going to create the training based on me learning it from scratch. Most of my trainings are built that way. And then it, it makes it really easy because they say, oh, you didn't know this either. So they get to learn right alongside you. Amazing. That's great. Yep. My first time teaching someone something, I was uh, 13 and... <laughs> I had just taken piano. I only took one year of piano class and then my parents' jobs moved and I um, moved to a new state in New Jersey. And one of their friends had a daughter who wanted to take piano, but they didn't want to pay for it. So <laughs> they asked me to teach this kid piano. I'm like, I have one year experience. They're like, she has zero. <laughs> So, so they paid me like it ended up being a lot less than a piano teacher would charge because I was just a kid and like, but they loved it. The kid loved it. I loved it. It worked for everyone. So it's like, wow. you just never know. Um, you could just be one step ahead. That's, that's all that matters. Um, so, okay. So you, you were teaching about online. So how you were excited about everything online right away? I, yeah, I jumped right in right with it. Right. When, um, what was it uh starts My, with MySpace was not was I was MySpace was just winding down so I got in just when Twitter started I learned from like, like some original internet marketers old school internet marketers um I'm trying to think of the name of it was a it was a service that where you could create these like blogs that was it was really interesting like squidoo or squidoo that's what it was called squidoo it was yeah. so interesting so we learned all of all of that way back when it was just getting started and uh, so that was really interesting and then okay so i i forgot what i was going to say but now i remembered so thank you <laughs> and that is where I was, uh, I'm really involved with the Chamber of Commerce and whatnot. And there was a group of women there, and they said, "We understand that you understand that you know about social media. Will you teach us?" And I was like, had just created my first Twitter account. I'm like, sure, <laughs> I can teach you. What do you want to know? They said, "Well, we're a group of women. We meet in the tri-state area. There's like 12 of us or something. And will you teach us about social social networking?" And I'm like, sure, because I was learning it and I know I could teach and I know I'm a thirsty learner and I could guess their questions and I can answer their questions, find the answers to their questions. So I was my first online course and I did it using free conference call. We dialed in. I made PDFs and I mailed, emailed them ahead of time. I answered their question and it was like, wow, this is, this is my first class. This is, this is great. <laughs> and it all came, came from there and I realized you know, if you share what you love and you want to help people and you're competent and you can find the answers and you can help them, that works. Amazing. Well, that uh, amazing that you, you had learned the sales piece, you learned the publishing piece, you learned the social media piece. So I can see, I can see how this is all starting to come together. 
<laughs> so, so you did your first book and then I guess you were hooked on it. Did you do books right away after that? Well, within the first year, when people started asking me, will you teach us how you became a bestseller? Show us how to market. So I wrote a book called Book Marketing Made Easy, which was basically taking Connect, Communicate, and Profit and restructuring it in a way that was more geared towards authors. And then that became a whole like online academy, everything to do with book marketing and authors and, and whatnot. And this, you know, I don't think you know this about me. You know, sometimes when your parties are like, tell us something about you that no, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have been the host of nine uh, telesummits. Wow. <laughs> On book marketing. Oh my and gosh. So you think, well, why didn't you do the tenth? It's like, well, you organize online events. Those are a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a lot of demand for online uh, things right now online summit. So now's your chance to do the 10th one. <laughs> I'm thinking someday I may do it. But one of the points I wanted to bring up is I went through there and I had between nine and 22 speakers each year. So that's, you know, over nine years, that's quite a few speakers. And probably half of those I turned into books and I called it conversations about marketing. And I made it really clear that it was an interview. And each year was it, was, it was the same cover, but I just kind of rebranded it a different color and a different image for that year's focus. Cause each year we had a different focus. So there are podcasts, there are a lot of podcasts that are books and you just let people know it's very, very hard to take an interview and turn it into a traditional nonfiction book because we speak differently than we read. And I've tried and it would take where it would take like three or four hours to really thoroughly edit a transcript and keep it as just using it for, you know, uh, as an interview format. If you try to take that and turn it into text for like a nonfiction book, it can take 20 hours and you would have to create a lot more content. So I think as long as you let people know up front, this is from the such and such podcast or the such and such interview series, or um, my latest books are all transcripts from course lectures. I had never, ever thought of a transcript for a book. And so when you said that before, when I was uh, learning it from your class, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Rich, are you listening <laughs> for Ecom <laughs> Chicago? Oh, my gosh. No wow. That's I, I had never thought about that. And I guess so once people bought the first one, I guess it must have worked because they bought all the other ones in the series, right? Yeah, because we like to collect. So especially if you if you brand things so that they look like they go together, people are going to want them. They're like, oh, I don't want just four and five. Where's one and two? And are there more? Especially if they like your your topic area. So that Amazing. can be a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, you you have such a creative mind, like so many ideas that I never thought of. So that was one of them where I was like, what? I've never thought of that. Um, but some other ideas too. So. How did you think of that? Like, did any, you just were like, why isn't this a, a book? Well, with a transcript? Yeah. Um, how did I first, oh, I first heard, thought about the transcript because a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, she has, um, I don't think it's a podcast, but she does interviews and she called, uh, what does she have a funny name for them? Um, something. Something like Merch Money. <laughs> Some <laughs> funny name like that. <laughs> something like something briefs and there's a picture of like underwear on a, on a line, but they're like oh, wow. interviews. And oh they're my God. Interviews. Like, oh my God. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. You could do interviews 
based books. Oh my gosh, I have like a hundred interviews on my computer. Let me go through and get permission from the speakers and start putting them together. It was so much fun to do. Amazing. Now, so people, in case people are like, we're going over to Amazon and check those all out. I only have one up now. I took them all down because I have 20 paperback books and I really wanted to shine the light on those. And as I was going through the content that was created, most of it over six years ago, a lot of it was outdated. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to start to go through one set at a time and update it. So I have one updated so far. So if I do one update each month, they'll start to slowly get back in there. So That's a good point about updating stuff. I'm kind of thinking about that for our uh, YouTube channel. I'm like, man, I should at some point go back and make sure everything's still updated because people still listen. And I'm like, gosh, I hope there's nothing too outdated on our channel yet. It's only it's been still, two years, but it's still like stuff changes so fast. It's so interesting that you say that though, because as I was preparing for this show tonight, I was going through your YouTube channel and I went all the way back. It's like, oh my gosh, look at it. Look at them. And this is like episode three or whatever it was. And then I was yeah. able like follow you because I kind of skipped through and saw what you were doing and how you did group calls and individual calls and you know fun celebration calls and emergency calls when there was challenging things going on in the world and I think that's a really interesting um, journey that you take people on so the content doesn't always have to be current you could put a disclaimer you can go back put a disclaimer it's like some of the content may be outdated but the the value of what's going on here you know just take it with a grain of salt or something like that or yeah i do have a disclaimer on there somewhere saying like you know this is all our opinion or something i don't know i have something on there because you know you always we're doing the best we can but you never know and but i think i'll have to double check and see if it says like it could be outdated <laughs> We'll see. Um, but yeah, so so you started started this journey of writing books and then how did how did it all what was the progression? Like did you start a group? Did you um did you lean more towards courses or what happened? So what happened was so I wrote my second book, that turned into a course. It was my first course was on uh, virtual book tours. And how I discovered virtual book tours was very interesting. It was from the same exact person who I discovered, uh, <laughs> who I discovered about the uh, interview books. Isn't that interesting? And she's oh, so, you, so somebody else was already doing interview books. So you found because all of this, I'm like, how did someone think of this? So the so my friend, a colleague was who was doing this. She did, was doing the the interview briefs. It was something briefs. It was a really funny name, mm-hmm. and I thought it was so inspiring. Well, then I heard that she was doing a virtual book tour. I'm like, what's a virtual book tour? I think I was I was interviewing her. She was a guest on on one on my podcast. I was doing a podcast. I was she was my a guest, and she told me about her virtual book tour. And I'm like, what's a virtual book tour? And she told me that what she does is that three days a week, she will write for other people's blogs and three days a week, they'll write for her blogs and for her blog. And so there's all this content going back and forth. And every, she did that for nine weeks over the course of the summer. And she went on this journey and it was so interesting. I said, do you mind if I borrow the idea? Well, so interesting how we play off of each other. She got so inspired by my asking if I could use it as an idea that she created a course and a book around it. So then I 
took it and I made it my own. I changed it up and I created my first, my first, uh, my next course after the book marketing one was on virtual book tours. So here I am teaching the last lesson. Most of my courses are like four or eight weeks. My last lesson of the book marketing made easy course, my first students, and here we are 12 years later and some of those same students are still going through my classes, which I, it, that means you're doing things the right way when your oh students are with you. So my next one was virtual book tours made easy. So I started this whole made easy, you know, type of courses. And I offered them, I said, before we wrap up our last session, I want to let you know we have the next class. And if you want the alumni special, and I think three fourths of them went over and signed up for the new class. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And I taught them how to blog, how to build a blog and how to, you know, about WordPress and about, and then I went on to, just as a little aside, I went on to build probably 100 WordPress sites and like 20 or 30 membership sites because I like technology. So it just kind of led me to doing services and helping authors create their online presence. So then they wanted to know, well, how do we get the word out? I'm like, well, I believe audio is the best way. So I taught teleseminars made easy. And it kind of progressed like that, listening to the to the needs of the students. I love that. And it probably just ingrained it in your head more too, because it's like, well, you know, you might make a web a WordPress site real quick, but then when you're trying to teach it, you want to make sure like you don't leave anything out and everything. So it really solidifies exactly. it for yourself. Exactly. Like what pages do you need on a blog and how do you get the word out about the blog and what the heck is an autoresponder and you know, all of that. Yeah. Who are like, what's a mouse, you know, that's a lot of except. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you've had good practice because so much has changed in the last 12 years. So you to keep up with each new change and keep on top of it to the point where you're teaching each new change. That's amazing. It, so. is, it is a lot of, it is a lot of fun. And what one thing I've learned because a lot of people I, that I work with have very high level education and degrees and so to teach someone with a doctorate degree at a kindergarten how to do internet marketing at a kindergarten level that honors their years of experience was a skill that i developed mm -hmm. wow because that's yeah. that's hard because because a lot of those people did not grow up with computers and they're easily frustrated and they they don't need to know how to build the machine they just want to know how to get the word out there yeah, so that becomes great because then you can develop this uh, resource community. It's like, well, if you don't want to do it yourself, go to these people, let them build your blog and you just, you know, get your word out there. Wow. I didn't even think about that either. Christina, we got to be taking notes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just over again. Exactly. I didn't think about yeah. that. Like the students you're teaching, you're building up a resource of people that you can refer people to. It's like, okay, they know this. So yeah. if somebody needs this in the future, here you go. That's amazing. Wow. Sorry, my brain's like <laughs> well, I do want to processing that. We're talking about technology and whatnot. And I, in about three years ago, made a major shift in my infrastructure. So if you want, I can share that a little bit. Sure, absolutely. I am a huge, huge fan of WordPress. I adore WordPress. I would build WordPress sites all day, all night. I love color. I love branding them. I just love everything about WordPress, except getting hacked. And after mm. my third time of basically having my whole business 
go down, including one time in the middle of a telesummit showing up with a green screen with a black with a skull and crossbones telling me <laughs> that I had been hacked. But luckily I had my links. I know it was like, you're kidding me. Having my links coded in such a way that I could resend out the email saying, you know, I'm going to make it up to you. Let's go on with today's training. I'm going to make up for the inconvenience. Let's just get everybody on board and get to the right place. So I took them to a different platform to listen to that day's training. And then, but after the third time and the thousands of dollars to rebuild the site and reprogram everything, mm -hmm. I just moved all my stuff to a different platform. I still have a WordPress site, but I use it mostly as a resume site and as a landing, uh, what do you call it? A diving board, not a diving, like a springboard, like a springboard. Yeah. So people can go there. They can read about me. They can see all about all my work. It's very pretty. It's branded. Everything's all connected, but I moved all my courses. Oh, and to answer your question, I'm going to get back to that about the progression. Yeah. So yeah. My courses, which leads me to the progression, my coaching programs, my one-on-one -on -one services, all of that, I moved to teachable. I saw that and I really like Teachable. I, I've seen more and more people use that. And I, for me, it just feels like everything goes in such a good progression. And I really have liked any of the classes I've taken on Teachable. How do you feel about it? Do you like, do you miss WordPress or are you used to Teachable now? Or what do you think? Well, I love WordPress. I still have a blog. I still mm -hmm. like post to it on a semi-regular basis, but I don't base my whole business on it. Yeah, I base my whole business on teachable because I can rely on it. I can create a whole course. I can have different sections and I can clone it so that I have my, you know, my introductory, my welcome message, my next step messages, my resources are all in place. My, you know, modules are all in place. I just have to replace and rename things and whatnot. It's just so easy to use. I absolutely use it. Love it. So I use it for free opt-ins. I use mm -hmm. it for mini courses. I use it for short workshops. Like the course that you went through was a workshop, which was one, one class out of a 12 module class of a bigger program. Mm -hmm. So because I have a monthly membership site that's run through that, uh, where I teach them something every month. And then quarterly, we do quarterly, we do a, a laser coaching call where mm -hmm. it's just, you know, how can I help you? And then from there, it launched into people wanted more support. Mm -hmm. And so um, I offered a mastery level program where it's usually around 10 to 12 people. We meet every other week for usually three to six months. And they'll get in there. I'll be like, okay, here's my manuscript. I do not want to format it. How do I format it? Or, here's my idea for a, work, a workbook. I don't even know where to begin. And mm -hmm. my my brain thinks in workbook. It's like I can format. She's gonna I love that. Like just doing the one course, I was like, she's so organized. <laughs> like your brain is like like everything. I just feel like your brain is like a timeline. Like uh, <laughs> like that's like one, two, three, and then like the next section. Like everything's so organized. Nice. I love it. I love it. So I've created all these courses and I create the workbooks and the journals to go along with the courses and I create them at the same time so that I can field test them with the students and realize, oh, I'm missing a whole section, you know, and I'll go back there and I'll work on it. And then talk about progression. A friend of mine challenged me. She said, she's like my best friend in this area. We sat next to each other at a networking event 16 years ago and it's been 
like best friends ever since. Aww. So I took her out for lunch and uh, we were for her birthday lunch. And she said to me, I want you to teach me how to write a book. And she'd been threatening to write a book for, <laughs> for a while. Threatening, I like it. <laughs> she's so busy. It's like the likelihood of it happening. She's so busy. And so she goes, no, I want you to show me how to do it. I said, I don't, I don't do that. That's, that's just a different realm. I don't show people how to write a book. That would take years. She says, why does it have to? Then she asked me a question. Sometimes in our business and our lives, it just takes one thing to change everything. Like the student who came to me crying, I can't believe this book. I changed my life. Like, this is a book marketing. What are you crying for? <laughs> but that changed my life and showed me that people need to know how to share. Well, she said, I need to know how to get this book written and I don't want to take three years to two years to write it. She says, I want you to teach me. I said, I don't know. She said, what do you love doing the most? I said, I love creating worksheets. I would love to build my whole business around creating worksheets. For me, creating worksheets is, I love it more than chocolate. And, and I know you do. I Guys, if you ever want a worksheet. <laughs> <laughs> you, of all people I've ever met, I think you think in worksheets. I do. Almost. It's so interesting. So I said, okay, what? I'll tell you what. She goes, but I want you to charge me for it. And she has a business and I've paid her a lot over the years to help me with her services. So, and she's always given me the friends and family rates. So I'm like, okay, fair is fair. You have to let me charge you the friends and family rate. And, and know that it's a brand new program. So you have to let me experiment on you. So that was January 6th of last year. And I said to her, I said, I know how busy you are, but if you let me coach you, let me be your soccer coach and let me coach you, you will have, I'm getting chills again. <laughs> you, will get, you will have your published book in your hand by the end of this month, January. Aww. And she did. Oh my wow. God. She said, make me a template. So I made a template and sent it to her. She filled it out, sent it back. And I turned that into, I formatted it for her. So I started a new service, a done with you and a done for you publishing service of take, I'm calling it a take action journal. So then I'm like this okay. works. So I decided to create a course around it. So I created a course called how to create a take action journal for your audience, where you're basically sharing your expertise and you're walking your students through a process and, or your readers through a process. And she, I love, of course, I have her sign up for the course so she has access to everything. And I made templates for people and they just fill them in and, and whatnot. And I offered it to my community. And I had 97 students my first time running that. And then some of them wanted to go on. It's like, this is all great, but we need help. So then I started, <laughs> so, so then I started another level of mastery circle that I call it a mastery circle where I think I had 15 people. We usually have 10 to 15 people. We're now on uh, the sixth run of that mastery circle, run it every three to six months. And we have so many students with their take action journal that they can now, they're going into libraries, they're showing it to librarians and they're teaching. Like one, one person, she teaches exercise to seniors. And she brought the book to the library and they're like, well, can you teach a workshop on this? So then I demonstrated taking her book and turning it into a workshop. And oh so she turned it into a workshop and she went there. And here she is, I think a year or two later, she now teaches three classes, they pay her and they put a grant in for her and they want her to write a, uh, another book and a workbook and a journal and they wanna buy copies for all their students. 
based on her volunteering at the library, based on her journal. So the oh, journal, no. your take action journal is not just like blank lines, it's kind of like a mini workbook combined with a 30 day journal where it's not just blank lines, but it's like, what did you accomplish today? What did you learn today? What are you grateful for? So it's like targeted questions. So I like love <laughs> I love your progression of how you got to workbooks and then like for our community's progression. Like our community was kind of, you know, doing print on demand t-shirts and things like that. And they're like, maybe we could just put it on a notebook. So it was like, kind of like, how do you take a, what we're doing with t-shirts and put it onto notebooks and then slowly we're like well maybe we can just add a prompt or we could add this we could it ends up turning into a workbook and then you're basically distilling books down to a workbook so it's like how do authors get to workbooks and how to print on demand people get to workbooks and <laughs> but they're so they're so helpful these these journals and these workbooks and all of these things would you like me to share a tip with your to with your audience about how to uh, in one week, be able to have a take action journal, which is like a mini workbook, all the content created. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Get your piece of pen and paper, everybody. She's <laughs> right. talking to me. I can't, oh my gosh. I'm a lost cause guys. One of these days, pen and paper is going to be in my reality. <laughs> all right. Not so that. No pen, no paper. What you do first step is on a piece of paper, just really give some thought to who your audience is. So how would you describe, first question one is how, don't do the answers now, just jot down the questions. You can do these exercises later. So question one is how would you describe your ideal reader or your ideal student or your ideal client? Then the next one is, is what do they struggle with? What do they need help with? And then the third one is what do they need help with that you have expertise in? That is the topic of your journal. Then you turn to a fresh page and you jot down 10 things or five things that you can walk them through to help them with that process. So step one would go on a blank piece of paper. And then what are the three things that you can do to help them complete step one? That's your first worksheet. There we go. See, I should have been doing banners for each thing you said. <laughs> I got one up. So if you, do that, if you do that for 10, you have 10 exercises. Oh, shoot. Not Merch UK Conference. I hit the wrong one. <laughs> wow. See, this is how, see, this is what Chris Green was trying to get me to do. He's like, it's simple. Just write a book. He was thinking of it like a lead magnet kind of thing, like, uh, you know, just a free book. It's just like that. Like you just step one, step two, step three, just do it. And that's where I so far have not done but I like how you broke it. I'll have to rewatch this and listen to that again. Cause it really is that simple. Like that was it. Yes. And also sometimes you don't get the ideas until you, I don't get the ideas often until I'm in there doing it mm -hmm. and it's moving things around and thinking and thinking what people would, what steps people would need to go through. And so how I wrote my first two books because I didn't have any time and I was so busy was I went to the bookstore. I don't know why, I guess, I mean, I love the bookstore, but I wrote my first two books at the bookstore from 10 to 12 on Fridays. I just, it was very hard. I took my phone and I silenced it and put it on the other side of the table and it was still drawing me in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have to write two more pages. Then I can check my phone. So I, you know, it's like retraining your mind. Facebook will survive without me. 
It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so just like really, you know, putting the phone on the other side of the table, you know, and just taking those two, th uh, two, three hours, 10 to 12, 10 to one to come up with ideas, to make lists. I love making lists and boy, then taking those lists and combining like topics and then deciding on, you know, what can be written on each topic was, is it a separate book? Is it a separate chapter or a module? And then, but just taking that dedicated time. So it's an important point, appointment with yourself. So if you can find, I'm going to challenge everyone, including you ladies, to find one time each week that you can claim that you know it's not like in the middle of soccer time or dinner time or, you know, you know that you can claim that two hours, even one hour, try for two hours for 12 weeks. You'll even six weeks will blow your mind what you can accomplish. Amazing. It's such it's such a good good point. And just that set schedule. Like this is the same concept for all kinds of things. Like people say pay yourself first, like set up automatic savings. Um, and then for me, it's like these set times. Like I just act like it's like the law. Like I have to go live on Mondays at eight o'clock. Like we just don't miss it unless it's like I mean, it could be a pandemic. <laughs> We're it still is, here. It is a pandemic. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just kind of oh. joking, but it's not a joking matter. But yeah, I mean, no matter what, I think we've only missed a couple. One of them was, um, we, it was a Thursday show, which I'm also making it like the law. Like we can't miss Thursdays at noon. I did miss one. Um, my, my stepson was in the hospital and we, we kind of think he already had coronavirus, but I don't know for sure. We, we, he got it in February and he had to go to the hospital. Um, it wasn't talked about yet, so we don't know, but whatever it was, it was a virus that attacked his lungs. And that that's, we missed one Thursday in February and that that's where we were. So, um, yeah, we, we don't, so scheduling that time is so important and just, and just protecting that time. Like no matter what this is happening on this day at this time. Um, but I like, I like the idea of just, you know, setting dedicated work time too. I, um, I definitely try to do that. I, it's not quite as in stone as the, the weekly shows. Um, but great advice. Yes. So um, I think I'm behind on comments. Let's see. <laughs> Rich is saying I would hire Devorah. Me too. You you make everything so simple. And my brain in no way works the same way. Like it's not the same for me. <laughs> I in no way think in terms of lists or timelines or charts or any of it. Like to me, it's just broad ideas. Um, so I would love to have somebody like you that can kind of uh just rein it all in <laughs> like helen yeah. you just went all over okay here we go one two three um, yes. yeah amazing but i love and this is ties back to share your brilliance all of us are brilliant in our own way yes. you are brilliant and i haven't met someone with the same same set of uh skills and same way your brain works but, but all the people you've helped, I'm sure you've seen their own different brilliances. Absolutely. And helping people honor that. Because so often I hear people say, oh, it's not good enough. Or I'll have to wait till I'm, you know, have more experience. Or I don't think I could do that. And then I ask the question, and this usually shifts them. I say to them, 
what would it have meant to you at the beginning of your career if someone with your knowledge had mentored you or had written a book? What would have that what would that have done for your trajectory? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it would have shaved years off of my journey. I'm like, well, then I don't mean to be rude, but you're being selfish by holding it back. So, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> the only other person I know who calls it that is Grant Cardone. He's constantly telling people they're selfish for like not doing stuff. Like, if you're not teaching, if you're not speaking, if you're not doing this, you know, it is. It's selfish to just hold your own knowledge in for yourself. Sometimes people are shy. They're shy to teach because they're like, oh, I don't have the experience. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm going to trip on my tongue. It's like, well, when I first started teaching online, I tripped over my tongue. I would, I didn't ever have a stutter in my life, but I would stutter. I would mm-hmm. turn like flushed. I thought I would faint. And mm-hmm. then someone taught me this exercise that before you get on the line, what you do is you stand up and you do three deep breaths and you just said, let me be a vessel for whatever comes through to help other people. And then it's not about us. We don't have to be all, you know, nervous. And then even if you are nervous, just start talking. And I'm usually always nervous before I talk, which was very interesting because I wasn't nervous before I spoke tonight. So that was interesting. Yay. I'm so glad. <laughs> Spread the word. It's not, it's not nerve wracking. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then when they, once you start talking within less than 10 seconds, you forget that you're nervous and you just are sharing and then everything can come from there. I loved what you were saying. Uh, I can't repeat it. I already can't remember the exact words you used, but something about being a vessel or, or just letting this stuff come through you. Like uh, Lewis Howes is a person. I like the way he explained it about, he used to be so nervous before he spoke or before he did anything. And he realized that like when you're nervous, you're just thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about the audience and what you can do for the audience. You're only thinking about yourself. So once he realized like, I'm only thinking about myself and the point is to be thinking about the audience, he stopped being nervous and would just go on stage and just be like completely thinking about how is he gonna help the audience and how is he gonna get his message across? And I think that's a good lesson. Like we have to just not worry about what people are thinking about us or, or just don't worry about yourself at all. Just get out there and help people. Yeah. That, that's the shift because when, because we're just naturally wired to help. And mm-hmm. when we get out of the, it's all about me and I'm so nervous and I don't want to try to sell anybody anything that's uncomfortable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but when it's all about helping other people, even if your business is growing as a result, which, you know, you've got to feed your family too, you're creating this win-win and, people can see that you really care and you're helping them because there's a lot of people out there who could teach, potentially teach a sim- in a, a similar topic. However, if they don't care, then you're allowing the vultures to get people that you could help in a kind way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good I, way to look at it. And I love, love how that. you're happy when they go on and teach other people. Like you're not worried about like, oh, they're going to compete against me or they're going to do the same thing. You're like, oh, they're doing the same thing, like in an excited way. <laughs> Like that person who went to the library or whatever started the. Uh... Absolutely. Because we all have our own topics. Have yeah. you met anybody? I have colleagues who we teach, teach similar topics, but there's enough difference that I pretty much pay my mortgage on affiliate relationships with people who sh- we share a very common audience because we have a different lane with that audience. 
like our work is complementary. Yeah. Ah. I mean, when you think of how many people are in the world, I mean, there's just no way that one person can handle all of it, even if it's the same exact topic. I mean, even with print on demand, we have so many groups, so many things, but there's still like, it never feels like a shortage. Like there's always someone who needs to learn something and there's always someone who needs help. Like, I don't know. Um, That's what makes your group different because there's so many print on demand groups that they're just very high strung and very high, a lot of hype and a lot of, you know, do this fast paced, you know, slimy marketing stuff. I mean, I'm making a judgment, but that's what it feels like to me in your group. It's like, this is how you do it. These are the brass tacks. We really care. You answer people's questions. You take them along. You point them to resources. That's the difference. So whatever your topic is, is like when you create that kind of community, then people are going to feel that they can trust you and they, uh, they can, that's a, that's a great comment that I see. I have to show this because this would make me so happy, Christine. Um, if you have been able to inspire Christine to teach art, that is a gift to the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, again, because they're going to wear my coat here. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yes, because you can say to it's okay, you know, once you've said it a couple times, you can stop saying it. But if you need to at the beginning, you say, I'm a little nervous. This is, you know, I'm new to online speaking. I said that the first couple times. And then after a point, you don't have to say it anymore. You can just think it and then you can stop thinking it. But you can, it's okay and realize that, especially with the art, you know, it's like online art. It's like for me, online art is like, I love online artists trying to find the time I pretty much carve out weekends to do online art but to find teachers who can teach it to average mortals oh my gosh Christine if you can do that that would be you would be giving so much back to people who really want to express themselves but don't even know where to begin yeah wow yeah I and and I really like the idea of of don't worry so much if other people are teaching the same topic as you like everyone is so different in how they express it and i mean with art there's so many art styles and and so many different ways of teaching and so many different totally different audiences i mean there's cartoon artists there's fine artists there's i don't even know you know procreate is a huge huge boon (laughs) Yeah, you just have to draw on your iPad. It's it's just amazing, and there's yeah, just lots of different. Put what you know out there, whatever topic, whatever thing, and even if it helps one person, I mean, at the very least, it's helping yourself because you're reiterating what you know. So it's kind of helping you see the gaps. Like if you say something and you're like, well, you know, that's not the full story. Like this doesn't sound right, and you you kind of push yourself to learn another angle or another thing. Um, but it hopefully, it also helps you realize your purpose, and it's like, oh, I'm living my purpose. I'm on the right path because I'm doing things that, you know, not everybody has the same values. But for me, it's like I feel like if I'm doing something that's enriching other people and making other people happy, while also being able to feed my family and make my living in a way that makes, that has a lot of integrity. To me, those are value, you know, I know a lot of us share those values, but for me, I base it on those values. And when that resonates and I see that what I'm doing is helping other people and that 
by my helping other people, it's not just helping them, it's helping their family. It's giving them like one person, she can, doesn't have to be away from her family because she can work from home now because of the skills that she's learned. And that's enriched the whole community. So just the paying it forward and one person at a time, touching one person at a time, the type of impact, and then getting that reinforcement of you're doing the right work in this world. That's, that's a gift in itself. Mm -hmm. um, and also when people ask you questions, it kind of helps you um, think about things from another way. And it also kind of helps you start to see what you're good at over time, because the types of things that people go to you for advice, you start to realize like, wait, like I was thinking I was teaching this, but they keep asking quite like they see different things in you than you see in yourself. Um, so like for instance, you, you might think that you're teaching about books, but then you realize like I'm teaching people about organization. I'm te teaching people about motivation, about mindset. Like there's so many other things. It's not just like the brass tacks of this is how you write a book. Yeah. And I think that you're inspiring so many people tonight too, to, <laughs> to, to put themselves out there and potentially share their brilliance with others. So I'm seeing a lot of comments, you know, from people that are saying, you know, gosh, I wish I wasn't so shy, but I think that some of the people are listening and maybe you got through to them. So I saw those comments too. Thank you so much for watching. Um, uh, Nurse Oasis and um, Dwayne. I saw Dwayne say when I was saying different kinds of artists, he's like dinosaur artist. <laughs> um, he, he's a dinosaur artist. Yes, Dwayne. So you can teach people about dinosaur art. <laughs> um, everybody has something. But uh, oh, what was I about to say? Darn it, I lost it. And then Jacob is saying teaching is a great way to learn new things. Thanks for watching, Jacob. And yes, yeah. and that's what Devorah said at the very beginning. That's how she kind of got started in some of this is that, you know, she chose things that she wanted to learn and decided that she would learn those and teach people along the way. So it's great. Oh, I, I remember. I love teaching classes like that, but I don't want you were saying that you remember something. I don't want you to forget. Yes, forget again. I was just going to say when, when people were saying shy and things like that, because it really does hold people back when they feel shy or they feel whole ranges of emotions. It could be anything from whatever, like what advice do you have for people to take steps to overcome that? Okay. So what you do, the exercise that I shared with you, do that exercise. So you get a couple of, you know, a notebook or a couple of blank pieces of paper. And again, describe your ideal reader, student, client, um, describe what they, what they, what are their challenges? What do they struggle with? And then the third question is, how can you help them? What, based on your knowledge and expertise and their, what they're struggling with, where's the intersection? So what's the topic? Then you find the topic, new page, write the topic at the top, and then five or 10 bullet points. Don't even, you don't have to, just bullet points, randomly list, what are five or 10 things you can teach on that topic? Then what you do, that here's, where you get brave. You meet with your best friend or a colleague or someone in the Facebook group and you jump on a free conference call or a Zoom call and you have them ask you those questions one at a time. So so you tell me, so, so it says here that, or I understand that you love to teach people how to fly fish. How did you get into fly fishing? And you're 
job is to pretend there are a hundred people on the line and you're recording this, right? hundred people on the line and you answer in as much detail as possible. You don't just say, oh, I like fishing. No, try to you know go on for like five minutes on each topic. So that's gonna give you close to an hour's worth of content, which is about 20, 30 pages worth of content. You then take that audio recording and you just talk to your best friend. You can talk to your best friend all night, right? And, yeah. uh, and you're feeling comfortable and you're getting this experience. And then what you do is you, I found this site called Temi, T-E-M-I.com. You mm -hmm. upload the audio or the video. It's extremely accurate. 10 cents per audio minute. They'll give you back in five minutes your whole transcript. Wow. I write my, a lot of my Kindle books <laughs> doing that process. Like a 10 tips book. Like the 10 things that people want to know about whatever your topic area is. And to get over, you can do it on your own, but to get over on the, sh the, the shyness, you meet with a friend on the call and you tell them to also pretend there's a hundred, no chit chat, let's pretend there's a hundred people listening in and you're the radio interviewer and I have to answer the questions. And, I if, I say to you, oh, and if I say to you, oh, I did it wrong, I, I messed up, just say, we're live on the air, Sue, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, such a great idea. That's really good. Yeah, I was, I don't know what I was expecting the answer to be, but that's not what I was expecting. It's a great idea. Because then they get the confidence and they have a product as well. That could be a giveaway. That could be a Kindle book. That could be a foundation for a whole training program, like a 10 module training program. You just outlined your whole course. <laughs> Gosh. Christina, how can I start thinking like this? <laughs> I definitely make it too hard for sure. But that's why I do these lives, because if I wasn't doing a live, I would just put it off. If I had to edit, if I had to do X, Y, Z, all these things, like the harder you make something, the more likely you're not going to do it. That's why I was like, we're going live Mondays and Thursdays, because then it gets done. It's, you know, we have a video out on YouTube, like we did it. Um, but if that is such a great way to go about creating content, I used to create my course content at my computer and for every you know, 30 minute session, it would take me 10 hours because I'm such a perfectionist. So I started doing my course content live so I couldn't redo it. I could just, I had to keep going. I edit the videos after, but in an hour, I have an hour's worth of content and then it takes me a couple hours to edit versus taking 10 hours to keep re-recording because I messed up a word or something. So it's just, yeah. and with that live audience, you know, gives you a lot of energy. Yes, yes. I, um, we'll see one of these days, maybe I'll do some, um, edited videos or, or different kind of content, but <laughs> right now it's like, this is what I got. <laughs> so, um, I like Teresa's comment. She's like, this is a Catherine Shelton Jr. I do see some similarities. Every, everybody's, you guys are both so unique. Catherine Shelton's so unique. You're so unique. Like, um, which is why you guys are amazing. Yeah. Um, she, Catherine has a lot of good ideas and a creative mind and you have a lot of good ideas and a creative mind as well. Yes. Thank you. I love how, I love the, the way that Devorah thinks and processes and steps. Cause that's, that's kind of how I think. So we're, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> Guys in the chat, who thinks like that? Who's, who's organized in your thought process? 
that's a whole gift, guys, if that's how you think. Um, and then who's like me that is just not organized in how you think? <laughs> There's no bullet points going on in my head, that is for sure. <laughs> no outlines. <laughs> Um, but I love how you're so creative and also think like that. Cause I think sometimes people think it's one or the other, like you're either very organized and very, you know, or you're creative or you're this or that. Anybody can be anything they want to be. <laughs> you can be creative without lines. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, Let's see. POD success. Let me, I haven't read this comment. I'm just going to show it as I read it. That is a great tip for me. I haven't made any new videos because the editing is overwhelming for me. I've been thinking about doing lives. I might just have to do lives and get the videos up. Yes, absolutely. Do it. Um, and if for, any, if for any reason you're nervous about doing that, you can always just make it a private video. So still, actually, I'm not sure if you can do that. Can you do that? Go live as a private video? I think you can. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you could go live as a private video and then you could always, you know, edit it later. But for me, I, it's not happening. I'm not editing right now. At some point in time, probably if I can hire people, then I'll edit at some point. But I don't think I personally will ever be editing. That just is not something that I want to do. One but. of the things I've noticed about, sorry, I'm distracted. My cat is jumping on the table here, knocking things off. <laughs> 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 all right, I'll try to ignore. <laughs> but um, it's totally all right. I notice the people who make the most money online have the least edited videos. Yeah, I so far well, like the way my brain works is like there's got to be a real big reason to do something, and so far I haven't been convinced that there's any benefit at all to editing a video. I'm sure there is. Like many people are like, Helen, it looks more professional, this, that, the other. You need to have an intro, you need to do this, like all the things that I need to do. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care when I'm watching someone's intro on a YouTube video. Usually I'm like, I hope it's short or else I'm trying to like move past it. Like, I don't know. For me, I'm just I can't, somebody maybe someday will be able to convince me it's important, but so far, no one has well, been you, able you to. You brought up a really good point. My very first business coach helped me go from, I was really wanting to make a living online. It was right about the time, it was that conference that I went to where I met the people who introduced me. He was the one that put on the conference mm -hmm. and he has a book called Take Action, Revise Later, mm -hmm. Bob Jenkins. Okay. And his concept is you can be a perfectionist, but you're not going to get things done. Mm -hmm. And so take action. You can always go back and revise it and fix it. And mm -hmm. I, so I had to train myself because I'm such a perfectionist. I would go into a perfectionist mode and I'd, be, I'd have my little sticky note, take action, revise later. So I would stop myself. I only had to stop myself a few times, but I went from earning, this was 12 years ago, $125 a month to full-time income paying a mortgage in in a and and a car payment in Connecticut based yeah. on the internet earning yeah. by yeah. taking action. Yeah. So. And you can always and the revise later is a great point because something like TubeBuddy or all these different tools, you can add intros and all the different stuff you need later. Somebody else can go make make these videos look good at some point in time. But <laughs> right now I'm just gonna keep plowing ahead and making more of them. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you it's it's usually 
much better than we think it is. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll listen to something. I'll be like, oh gosh, I tripped over my tongue. I coughed and, and I listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is really good stuff. It's like, it's usually better than we think it is. Yes. <laughs> and there's surprisingly few bloopers. Like I, one time was like, we should make like a funny video with like all the bloopers. And I'm like, literally the only one I could really find was uh, last, not this past New Year's, but the New Year's before that. I accidentally was uh, like, we were trying to figure out when the next video was. And I was like, I think New Year's lands on on January 1st or something. <laughs> like it was something so ridiculous, but it made sense in the context because I was like, we were trying to figure out the next date. <laughs> and I was trying to say like the Monday landed on New Year's. So our show would be delayed another week, but it came out as like, oh, I think uh, New Year's lands on January 1st. <laughs> That's like the only blooper we have. Oh, it's you would think there'd be like tons of things like that, but it's I don't know. We don't have a whole lot. There's there's a few, but yeah. People see that you're human, they're like, Oh, I could do that, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um well, oh my gosh, it's already after nine. I, I I'm so sorry. I literally had no idea. This went so fast. <laughs> um, did. What I feel like we didn't even get into all the stuff. I mean, we didn't really talk about your course. We didn't really talk about a lot of stuff. What what uh what would you like to say that we haven't talked about yet? What's something well, we were talking about Kindle earlier and just in a nutshell, because I know we're getting ready to wrap up here. I really want people to hear this because Kindle is this big mysterious thing. And I used to publish to Kindle and it used to be as difficult as programming an HTML website because you can't just upload a, a Word document to Kindle. It's just not possible. Well, I had a student come to me and said, will you help me format for Kindle? And I said, I've been doing research to find a simple way. It's interesting that you say that I found this software. If you let me practice on you, I'll, you know, do a special, you know, special rate because, you know, he wanted to, you know, hire me to help him. So we created this win-win. And by the end of our time together, he had a book published to Kindle with formatted images, which is very hard to do on Kindle. Wow. So I'm like, I'm going to create a course around this. And I asked him if he wanted to teach it with me. Like, no, no, I'm too shy. I can't teach the course. You teach the course. So, and he's a photographer. So he said, all right, I'll take the photos. You teach the course. So I created the course and it was a huge, huge hit. I was absolutely blown away. And so that was the course that you that you went through, um, Helen, where about the formatting for Kindle, because now what you can do is you format in Word. There's certain things that you do with page breaks and headings and you just go through and you create formatter pages and back matter pages. So you do some subtle marketing. Um, you can add hyperlinks um, and you do all this in a Word document and then you import it into this software that Amazon makes available and what used to take weeks once you do all the work in word within 30 minutes you can have a book published on kindle so i started offering that recently and that turned from that one work it's interesting we're talking about the evolution of courses that turned from that first workshop where i taught formatting i then created a 12-week kindle challenge that go everywhere from the how to get the ideas to how to find the gems on your computer because I teach all yes. about repurposed oh. content. 
you are so good with repurposed content. When I was going through that section, I'm like, first of all, I would never have thought to look at my computer for the content for a KDP book. Like that wouldn't have even crossed my brain, but you're like explaining like, okay, go here, go here, do this. <laughs> like, amazing. Wow. Yes. So I'm so I'm really excited about how easy it is now to publish to Kindle because Kindle books are really fast. Their covers are really fast because you only need a front cover and people will buy Kindle books more easily than a print book in many cases because they they're much cheaper. Amazon markets for you and you can create a book series. So let's go back to that idea where we had the 10, the list of the 10 things that you your friend's going to interview you on. Mm -hmm. so you can combine two of those and end up with five books because a Kindle book can be as short as 5,000 words. Mm. And there you have a book series. And then everybody are, is, you know, people usually like to collect things. So if you brand them and they are tied together, you have this whole series now of Kindle books and you see how easy it is to do because it's not going to take you weeks. It's going to take you, you know, an hour to format or an hour or two to format in Word, depending on what condition your manuscript is in or your your uh, transcripts that you just got from Temi and because you want to go through and take all the ums and the ahs out and, and whatnot. And then you format it and then you add the images. You can push a button add the table of contents. You could add marketing materials. Boom. In 72 hours, you can have a book that's on Amazon and you can get your own author page on Amazon called Amazon author. So you can have like amazon.com forward slash author forward slash your name. I mean, you could have your own like branded author URL on Amazon. I mean, what will that do for your credibility, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Amazing. gosh, you are full of knowledge. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I'm over here making notes. So. Yeah, seriously, I gotta watch this again. And you gotta take the course, Christina, it's in our, it's on our email. Um, I, as I was going through it, I was just like, so much of you, like, you don't waste time. You are so organized where it's just like, okay, you did this, make sure you save it. Cause you're going to need that again. Like you carefully explain like, okay, save it in this folder, do this. Um, because I usually just end up doing it all over again. So somebody like we did it, we met for our yearly uh, planning session and like one of the things of advice was like, you know, have a frequently asked question thing template i mean we're we're literally on year two and we don't have a frequently asked question template <laughs> like we literally will answer the question hundreds of times instead of just having a template or having like you know and you don't think like that like you are so good at just not repeating steps and not you know so i i really need to learn that from you because that it wastes so much time when you just keep repeating the same step over and over and over again so, well, guys, do you have any last minute questions? I know we're, we're over time. So thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, any, any questions from anybody? Any last things you want to say? Did we cover everything? Oh, gosh, we just hit the tip of the iceberg, I feel. But <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff here. And, you know, we've got Dvor's links. Oh, my gosh, I want to go, like, 
take all of her classes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been posting some of the book links in the chat. So as Devor's been mentioning different books, I've been posting those, but go and check out um, her listings on Amazon. Um, if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription like I do, a lot of her stuff is available. So um, it's just, just a wealth uh -huh. of knowledge. People are requesting a part two to this interview. So you did a great yeah. job. Whoa, wow. <laughs> yeah. You you really are inspiring. So yes, we have thank you. That was incredible. This is awesome. I need a part two. So there you go. Yes. Well, this has been such an honor. I have admired you ladies for so long and I love being part of your community. And it's just an extreme honor to be able to be here and Thank you to all of our listeners. This is, I hope this was helpful. And I, my, I always like to ask people to take action. So I'm going to just challenge you right now. As soon as this call ends, just stop, close your eyes and just jot down one thing that you're walking away with and just write it down. Cause then you can take action on it. So that's my little gift for you. Yay. Amazing. Well, there we go. Perfect way to end. Thank you so, so much for being here yes. and for being in our community. You're in the group. So if people have questions, can they tag you in the Facebook group? Absolutely. So once yeah. if I see something come through, just tag me. And if there's a thread or something, I'm happy to participate. Perfect. And you guys can comment below on the video too. I will answer or make sure that we get the answer for you. Um, so thank you guys all. And uh, we will see you on Thursday. And thank you so much, Vora. Thank yes. you. Take care, everyone. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.